Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is the Art Beauty Podcast, where we tell the real truth about the fake shit. And today, my fabulous co-host is Damon Sunantanasik. He's the founder and CEO of Natural Cure Labs. Damon, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Amber. Thanks for having me today. So um, I, I want to start this off really a story for all of our listeners, because, um, you know, you've heard me say again, time and time again, this is podcast is unsponsored, unbranded. Um, and, and the reason that I did that is because I felt like there was not a space where people, consumers could go and listen um, and be informed without a hard sales pitch. Um, and, and we all understand there's a place for branded media and uh, it's part of you know the world that we live in, but I wanted this to kind of be a really more of an honest space and give brands like yourself, Damon, like Natural Cure Labs, the place to come on and help educate people without me having to say, this is the best product ever. Um, so an interesting story. The reason that I'm telling you this is because Damon actually reached out to me um, to see about sponsoring the podcast because when we did a piece on clean beauty a while back, uh, we did a great episode with um, Teju Awahe, who is, uh, she owns Clean Rebellion. And she talked about some of the products that she loves and uses. One of them was Monolaurin by Natural Cure Labs. And um, so lo and behold, here we are. Damon reached out and said, hey, do you want to sponsor? And I said, hey, how about instead of sponsoring us, instead of paying, why don't you come on and educate us? So I hope you guys all um, in, enjoy this. So um, thank you. Sorry for that very long-winded intro. How's it going, Damon? Indeed. No, it's going great. All things considered, you know, with the pandemic and everything, it's going really well. And uh, yeah, we were so flattered to hear our product mentioned during the Clean Beauty episode. Teju is amazing and um, and a fan. We've actually connected with her offline a couple of times and uh, we share very parallel uh, stories and histories um, with our, our companies and, and sort of the, the mission-driven uh, products that we deliver. Tell us about that because when you popped on today, now a lot of my my pre-show goes with email and sometimes you get a little thumbnail, but we all know how people put up photos of themselves that could be like 10, 15 years old. I mean, myself included. I, I was surprised you seem very, very young, Damon, to be um, the founder of, of a supplement. It's a supplement company, correct? Indeed it is. It's okay. um, a nutrition company, you could say, for both humans and most recently pets. But yeah, we focused on, on supplements. As well, okay. But so, how did how did it how did this come about? Yeah, let me tell you the story. So, um, I was actually living and working overseas for several years, and I came back to uh, the U.S. Whereabouts? I was well. Gosh, I I lived in Europe for many years. I I worked in London for several years. I did my grad school in England. I spent some time in Spain and Germany, and most recently, I was uh. in uh, South Korea. Oh, amazing. Sorry. I'm like, I miss travel. So I just needed a little bit of that. Okay. Now Trust we can me. go back to me too. Yes. We're in the same boat. 
So <laughs> after spending several years overseas in countries that all the countries I listed all offer um, universal healthcare, right? Yeah. I came back to the U.S. looking for a job and clearly not established yet and not covered. And I felt myself in this strange position where um, I was very conscious of my exposure or my risk to you know, getting sick. And um, I empathized a lot with the 27 and a half million Americans that don't have medical insurance or even the 54 million adults who have expressed the inability to pay for uh, needed drugs in the last year, right? right. Yeah. And so being in this amazing incubator in, in San Francisco, uh, I took this thought and this sentiment and I applied it to some, um, some coaching I received from some friends who were really, really big fans of uh, coconut oil, not just mm -hmm. from uh, you know, cooking and, and, and sort of skin uh, therapy um, uh, application, but things that I'd never heard of, like uh, putting coconut oil in your mouth, uh, which is called oil pulling, and you hold it there for a few minutes and it's meant to extract toxins and other you know, potential pollutants that, um, you know, from your teeth and gums. So it's be very help, uh, healthy for, um, you know, oral health. And that got me down this path, like, oh my gosh, like, can we apply some of the science and some of these less traditional applications of natural elements like coconut oil to solving the needs for, you know, um, you know, better health and, and immune system support. And that's how we got started. Amazing. I mean, I know that there is such a push lately. Um, I think that I, holistic and homeopathic remedies have been around forever, but I do feel that more and more people are really going to that, trying to get away from some of the, you know, traditional pharmaceuticals and, and seeing, you know, can we heal ourselves with more natural ingredients? Um, I couldn't agree more. And in fact, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you got me thinking there's an amazing parallel between travel, which clearly you and I are, are both you know, advocates for and you know homeopathic versus pharmaceutical treatments oh, right yeah. so anyone who's traveled to um, a, a new country may have experienced a little bit of uh, digestion issues right and the first um, the first so I travel uh, with acidophilus all the time we can say it your, your right. tummy your tummy gets screwed up between the travel and the different cuisines exactly yeah. right exactly uh, but unfortunately at least here in the US and in many western countries the first line of attack is to issue some sort of uh, antibacterial um, drug right and while of course it does help treat the the issue the underlying issue which is maybe a bacterial infection it also has this unfortunate side effect of sort of blowing up all the healthy gut flora that you it takes many months or years to develop right and so there are naturopathic solutions to help sort of ease some of these conditions without the need of, of you know, going overboard and, and destroying something that might really be healthy for you. Well, I have to, I'm, I'm very sensitive to antibiotics. So I am allergic to most antibiotics out there. Um, and uh, so I just can't take them. So I have to wait until there's something. And, and you'd be surprised at how many things people take antibiotics for that I'm just like, you know, you don't have to do that. There's certain things you absolutely have to take antibiotics for. I know like if a urinary tract infection gets really bad, you need an antibiotic. Um, it will spread to your kidneys. Uh, I know from personal experience, not fun, but things like bronchitis, bronchitis, which I feel like they, they will normally give you antibiotics. You actually don't have do take it. If it progresses to be really bad, sure you can, but by drinking lots of fluids, um, you can help to break up that mucus. So I do, I, I'm very sensitive when it comes to taking antibiotics. And when I travel, I always take um, probiotics with me. 
Right. Because I feel like if your stomach is a little upset, that can help. Absolutely. And I'm not suggesting that antibiotics are necessarily a bad thing. I just think that oftentimes we jump to the antibiotic route oh, totally. a little bit sooner than yeah. we may need to. And I feel like there are also there are alternatives that could be just as impactful without some of the harsher side effects, right? So, okay. So you are back in the United States. You're realizing I don't have insurance, which like you said, so many people don't have access to, especially now. And yeah. how did it go from like, okay, now here I am. And I know that there's natural cures, by the way, I traveled to Chile many, many moons ago. And, you know, speaking about homeopathic rep, uh, remedies, uh, I, I had a bit of a cold. And what they do when you have a cold is they gave me, I think it was like a shot. I'm trying to remember what the alcohol was, but they gave me alcohol. Maybe it was even just beer and then wrapped me in a warm blanket and they were like, okay. sweat it out. Oh, wow. But, but you know, listen, I, I do think that there's something to be said of the ways that like a lot of cultures will handle different illnesses where, where we'll be like, take a Tylenol, um, cold and flu. They're like, no, drink. A, it was, it was drink a beer, wrap me in it, wrap me in a blanket. And they were like, sweat it out. I, I mean, I'm still here. So whether it was that, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, I do think that a lot of these sort of homeopathic recipes, garlic is another one, right? Oh, That's sure. Like the panacea. Um, so, uh, you know, not to digress too much, but I had no idea. So garlic can be used for everything. And for my women listeners out there, um, again, because I have such a problem with, um, with antibiotics, um, you can actually use cloves of garlic, um, wrap them in cheesecloth. People are going to be horrified that I'm about to say this, but stick them in, you know, uh, up the Britney Spears. And um, that's really good if you have things like um, yeast infections, or um, it even helps alleviate some of the um, problems that you might have when you're having urinary tract infections. The garlic is a is a cure-all. You want to make sure you don't nick the garlic because that's really painful. <laughs> You know, Sorry, Amber, did I just did I just gross you out? No, no, no. Actually, I'm not surprised one bit because you know you hit you touched on a really important subject here. Is that there's an incredible amount of research behind some you know botanicals and herbal and and other ingredient supplements that um, that are really well founded. I feel um, at the quick search on Google Scholar or um, the National Institutes of Health, it's called PubMed and TBI, uh, will pull up a mountain of incredible research that helps validate a lot of these assumptions that we make or maybe hearsay around these naturopathic uh, options, right? And garlic has an, an enormous amount of research behind it, as does many other um, botanicals. Raw garlic too, when you're having a cold, um, you know, throat issues. Oh, for sure. I my my father used to, if he had a toothache, he would like put a, a garlic clove right on the, like the gum line and it, it alleviated it. No and it alleviates garlic, also a raw garlic clove. And then I'll stop my garlic love. Um, it, I grew up in, um, you know, on a lake and we used to have things called horse flies, which were like big, mean meanies. And when they would bite you, you would have serious welts. Well, lo and behold, my mother found out that if you put a clove of garlic um, on top of, after getting bit, if you just tape it on, it would actually draw out a lot of that poison and oh um, and heal so much quicker. So anyhow, okay, so how do we go from you knowing that there were, there were benefits to these homeopathic or healthy natural cures, 
natural pure lab, um, to creating a company. Exactly right. Yeah. So it got me down this path of, of research-based, naturally derived immune support supplements, right? And I thought that there must be an opportunity to, to allow people to gain access to these naturopathic remedies, despite access to medical insurance or these prescription drugs, right? And the problem is, and this actually brings us back to the very beginning of the call, is that there's an enormous amount of misinformation out there, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of products, unfortunately, chase fads um, or they exploit people's misconceptions of what products are meant to do or deliver. And so I wanted to take a very researched, research-based approach to delivering dietary supplements, right? Mm -hmm. So I spent an enormous amount of time um, researching prod, well, supplements, um, ingredients, uh, antioxidants, vitamins and minerals, botanicals, herbal extracts that have legitimate research behind them, right? Okay. And um, we work with a group of, of medical professionals, doctors and, and uh, PhDs and medical doctors, PhDs and other scientists and other industry professionals to try to you know, validate this research. Um, uh, make sure that we're complying with um, with different rules and regulations for the United States, and and create formulas that are truly going to be helpful and, and don't chase those those fads. I want to touch touch on that. So um, I was interested, and it was when Teju a while ago was like Monolaurin, because uh, as from what I understand, and we'll get more into this, Monolaurin though is a derivative of of coconut oil, correct? Correct. Yeah. Right. So when the coconut oil now, my my um my dear friend Ryan loves it. Throws coconut oil on everything. Yeah. I happen to feel that it's um. It's it's comedogenic, so for me, it's a little pore clogging. It's a little heavy, but I know there's some people who swear by it. I tried the what was it, the bullet coffee, where you did a shot of coconut oil in. Um, uh, I don't know. I wasn't necessarily convinced with some of these more trendy fads. But when I start, applications, sure. yes, and I know that we have to be careful with what we say here. So please correct me um, because. Are supplements, they're not regulated by the FDA or are they? Yeah, so supplements are in this interesting space where like the Food and Drug Administration by its own definition, by its own acronym, focuses a lot on, on the regulation of food and mm -hmm. on drugs. And it wasn't until, I guess, I think it was around 1990 with the Deshaies Act um, that they started to really put some guidelines in place for um, for dietary supplements, right? Right. And so you're right, there are a lot of, like, well, and that's a good thing, right? So I think it was a little bit Wild West before the Deshay Act of the 90s. And with that now, there's a lot more transparency and a lot more um, compliance and clarity for dietary supplements. But you're right, dietary supplements are not meant to treat, cure, or diagnose any disease. Um, and as a, as a research-driven company who wants to be compliant, we can't make any, any big statements. Make any right, exactly. But what we can do is we can talk about the immune support uh, attributes that these ingredients have. And we can talk about the history, the applications, how, you know, how it's viewed in other um, segments of the market as well. It's not just dietary supplements, but there's a lot to unpack here. 
And, and there is, there is. Um, and, and I guess also we can talk, uh, maybe you can't, but I can talk anecdotally because we had Teju on. She was a former model, now owns this clean company. And um, were you, was she sponsored by you at the time that she was on? I don't think she no, was, not right? No, okay. Had, so I right, full familiar. disclosure. Yeah, so um, yeah. she loved this and she felt that Model Earn was great. Um, and, and she said that from her research, again, that there were a lot of studies that um, sort of indicated that it was antimicrobial, maybe antiviral. And I know that you can't say that. I'm just saying what we sort of talked about on the other podcast. Um, and when you read the reviews of products, um, yours specifically on Amazon, um, there were, I think it was like almost 500 reviews on this product um, for people who said um, they had uh cold sores or herpes and that their outbreaks were less or that they don't have them anymore. Um, that was a big one that I read about. So clearly there is some also anecdotal support for this. Right. Um, and to be clear, we don't have any, any paid sponsors. We don't have any brand ambassadors or anything like that. Um, the people who enjoy our product are, are really legitimate and honest raving fans. And we have yeah. such an incredible, um, base of, of customers that have stuck with us from day one. I think over 35% of our customers are repeat customers, which is really great. And a testament to the sort of the quality and transparency that we try to strive for in a very opaque space like dietary supplements. So okay, where let's let where 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 do we buy your products, first of all? Oh, that's a very flattering question to ask because I wasn't expecting the, this amazing plug. But sure, any online marketplace. Um, okay. We're on Amazon and Walmart and Overstock well, and eBay. I like to ask that because sometimes, you know, especially when you get brands on, I think that there's like a lot of question. Um, I'm a huge Amazon fan. Amazon, yeah, I love you. Most people are. But I think that there's a lot of question like, is this real? Is this not? Um, Absolutely. You know, uh, yeah, so and that's a. I'm really happy you bring that up because we don't have any resellers or distributors. Everything that you buy in any marketplace is being fulfilled and sold directly by us as a company. Great. Because you're right, in a in a market like dietary supplements, trust is super like important. And yeah. uh, in order to develop that with customers, you don't want to to risk or gamble with fraudulent products or, or, or things of that nature. So we take it very, very seriously. Everything you buy online is sold and fulfilled by us. So, okay, so now let's focus on Monolorin, right? Because yeah. that's what, you know, that's what Teju loved. Um, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit uh, about what Monolorin is? Absolutely, it has a fascinating history. So monolaurin is actually a derivative of something called lauric acid. Lauric acid is a medium chain, uh, 12 carbon atom um, fatty acid that's found naturally in things like uh, palm kernel oil and coconut oil, but also in mother's breast milk. Lauric acid constitutes 6.2% of mother's breast milk. And anecdotally, as I understand it, it was in the 1960s that a hypothesis was formed that like, gosh, you know, infants um, who have virtually no or very little immune system response yet, how are they not constantly getting ill? And the suggestion was that it was something in the mother's breast milk that was helping the infant support immunity, right? And so, um, it, you know, lauric acid was isolated 
And although it's only 6.2% of breast milk, it's 50% of coconut oil. So half of the fatty acids in coconut oil are lauric acid. And so if you extract, if you, um, you produce monolaurin um, from lauric acid in its supplement form, lauric acid on itself can actually be very irritating to the skin and mucous membranes and stomach. But uh, monolaurin is actually FDA GRASS listed. So GRASS is an acronym that stands for generally regarded as safe. Okay. And um, it's used in a lot of industries right now, not just dietary supplements. Dietary supplements is actually a more modern application of monolaurin and lauric acid. So the cosmetic industry has been using monolaurin for many years as a surfactant. Um, and as an excipient for cosmetic production, it helps keep the cosmetics more fresh and clean and shelf stable. It's used in food production. Um, so for example, an, an avocado or an orange that you might, might uh, come across at a Whole Foods, it has probably been uh, treated on the outside with, with monolaurin because, um, because of the um, you know, antimicrobial properties that it can exhibit in, in certain conditions that really helps maintain like the shelf stableness of some of these products. Wow. Do, how, how does that work when you spray something on the outside? Is it keeping away? Well, it's not bugs. It's actually keeping away bacteria. Sure. So when a, when a piece of produce is bruised during transit, it's, you're basically breaking the outer protective membrane of, of, the, of the, the fruit and uh, you're allowing spoilage to happen through bacteria, bacteria or other microbes. And uh, by helping to maintain and protect that outer layer, I think um, that that's how you're able to to keep products a lot more safe during transit. Okay, so um, with this monolaurin, are there certain um, are there certain people or certain uh, applications that you think that it's good for, or that maybe there's some research backed to show? Uh, again, I know we can't say this is going to cure this. Um, Never. But, <laughs> but, but, but you do have a lot of, of, of research behind this. So, so what are some of the applications that people would take monolaurin for? Sure. Yeah. Apart from these commercial applications that we talked about, um, sort of the human health applications are, are quite broad. Um, in general, it's, it's all about immune system support, right? Mm -hmm. And as you rightly stated, there are, I, in last count, over 60 published research articles that explore a wide variety of applications, both in vitro, which means like in the lab and like in a Petri dish and in vivo, which means in a body, not necessarily a, a human body, but a living thing, whether it's like a, a lab mouse or rabbit or something like that. Uh, but it's great because they can, they can test these hypotheses and replicate results. And it's really fascinating to read up on this. And as you rightly said earlier, the majority of this research covers um, some really interesting applications for, um, yeah, it's potential antimicrobial, antibacterial, potentially antiviral. Can you tell us about any of these studies that really sort of wowed you? Yeah, I, I would love to. Um, let's see. I'm hoping I'm not getting, getting myself in trouble by recanting some of these studies, but I encourage everyone that's listening or watching to, to go out and, and and look for the research yourself. Don't trust anyone, especially in today's age, you know, and where do we Especially go given the climate. PubMed? Exactly right. Yeah, so PubMed is, is run by the NAS, National Institutes of Health and NCBI. It's a government website where you can search all of the published uh, research that is in this national archive. It's an amazing source. I highly recommend it to anyone. But what you can encounter are some of these incredible studies, right, about the inactivation of various microbes in laboratory settings, again, both in, in vitro 
and in vivo. The one that I really enjoyed the most, and again, I'm just recanting a study that I personally read, was um, a study involving, I remember the Syrian golden hamsters. I thought it was so funny, the laboratory uh, setup that they had, but they tested uh, Giardia lambia. And Giardia uh, is the largest, it's a bacteria and it causes uh, diarrhea when ingested. And it's found frequently in, in stagnant water or polluted streams, things of that nature. And unfortunately, it's the largest cause of malnutrition in the world because small children will, will ingest this from a, a polluted yeah. lake. Exactly. And so I was fascinated by this study. So what they did is, is they, um, the scientists used uh, monolaurin to see how it would impact the Syrian golden hamster's reaction uh, to Giardia. And what I loved about the study is they infected the poor hamster with Giardia Aww. and then they treated it with monolaurin, right? And the, um, the rate at which the hamsters got better was outstanding. Something like 98% of the hamsters fully recovered um, with the introduction of monolaurin. Well, for me, the, what was more fascinating was they did the inverse. They gave some hamsters um, monolaurin uh, before exposing them to the Giardia lambia bacteria. And something like, and I don't want to misquote here, but maybe 60% never got sick at all. So wow. I found that study to be so eye-opening and so incredible. It's not to suggest that the same results can translate over to human population, because this mm -hmm. was, again, done in a, a very controlled setting with lab laboratory animals. But, I mean, clearly further research is needed and further studies are required to, to really unpack its potential with uh, with humans. So, okay, what, how much mono, you know what I'm always interested in? Tell me. I go to like um, a Duane Reed or I go online and I, there are so many supplements. Um, I recently, I've been really honest with everybody. I had some plastic surgery and my plastic surgeon sent me a regimen that I had to start taking prior to having the surgery to help and heal. But it was like, I don't know, 10 different pills and about $300 worth of supplements. It was insane. I have to admit, I mean, I, I, I feel great. So, I mean, you know, maybe it worked. Um, but, but how do we know, like, how many supplements are you taking a day? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'd like to respond in two ways because one is like being really selective about the supplements that you take and making sure that you're getting the right kind and the right dosage, but also like, how does one select the right supplement. Because like you said, you walk into a Duane Reed, you walk into a CVS or Walgreens, it's an entire aisle, it's floor to ceiling with, with bottles and labels. And how do, you, how do you approach that, right? So for me, I take um, a multivitamin. So we have one, I don't know if I can give a plug, but yeah, here's, one yeah, of of our, course, yeah. here's one of our multivitamin immune supports has 16 different you know, vitamins, herbs, antioxidants, minerals, and, and botanicals in it. And of course, monolaurin, right? And so it's not, it's not over the top, but I, like many people, I think. You're only taking those two every day? That's right. Well, because one's a, one has 16 ingredients. The other one is, is a single ingredient. But, um, you know, it also depends, you know, depends on potentially the season that you're in. Is it cold and flu season? Is it allergy season? You know, am I traveling? Am, am I feeling a lot of stress from work? You have to listen to your body and respond in due turn, you know, I think I feel that there are probably some daily daily drivers that you'd take, and then there are ones that you may choose to react to depending on your your personal situation. Amazing. Well, so but like and now again, so monolaurin. What I what I tended to see in the reviews, um, and again, this is not 
right? This is anecdotal people going on and saying, hi, it helped me. Um, I saw a lot with cold sores. Um, I feel like, uh, Teju was also like, it really helps with, um, stress. Is that correct? She is says, she told find? me strep throat. And strep used, throat. That's what it was. Yeah. Strep throat. Thank you. Yeah. So, so I'm happy you brought that up. So the, let's see the, um, the dosage on, on the bottle is, uh, is deliberately open, right? So it says take one capsule two to six times a day. So gosh, like that's, that's a pretty big spectrum, right? And right. it's again to sort of acknowledge and, and reflect on the fact that people's bodies all respond to dietary supplements in different ways. Um, some people's immune systems may be compromised in different ways than others. Some people, again, may be taking it to sort of maintain overall health. Some people may choose to take it when they're feeling a little bit more stress from, um, you know, from an, out, an external source. And so for that reason, it's recommended that, you know, of course, like any dietary supplement, you know, people work with their general practitioner to get coaching and, and, uh, you know, review everything that they take, but also to listen to their body and, and, you know, don't overdo it and, and try to you know dial it in as, as you, as you get used to a supplement. I mean, I respect that, but I'm also, you know, I, I, I know Arnica, right. Arnica is one of the things that I take, um, for, um, bruising, right. So before I go get Botox, before I go get fillers. Um, but it's all, it's also like take, depending on the thing, it's like chew one to two tablets, two to eight times a day. And it's like, what, who, ha, huh? is it, is it, is it time-based? Do I just take it? Will my body like, you know, I know if you take too much vitamin C, your body's going to pee it out. You essentially can't really, I don't want to say you can't overdose yeah. on it, but, but, well, but is it the same thing with like monolaurin? Is it the same thing? Is it better to like try to take as much as we can? Right. So you're touching on a really important fact here, which is called bioavailability, right? Yeah. So yeah, your body can only absorb so much at a time. Some things help with bioavailability, like um, consuming a, a vitamin with, uh, with food can oftentimes help or a fat soluble vitamin with a fatty, um, you know, food, like a lot of um, like vitamin D or vitamin E may come in a carrier oil like MCT, which helps deliver that more effectively, right? Right. Um, so again, like I think it depends on the sensitivity of the individual. Do you get upset stomachs easily by taking vitamins? Then maybe you should consider taking it with food. Um, are you one that, you know, you know, I think that spreading it out throughout the day or versus having it all at one go, I, I don't know um, the effect that that may have, but Usually people just choose to take things with meals. So how many times a day do you take monolaurin? Ballpark? Twice a day. Twice yeah, a day. With, yeah, with, with uh, in the morning and in the evening. Got it. Okay. Like breakfast and dinner or like exactly. bed morning. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And you, you prefer to take it with food. I mean, I, I don't have stomach, stomach sens sensitivity issues, so right. I, I take it both ways. But for those that do, I mean, naturally monolaurin has a very soapy taste, right? It's a, a natural characteristic of the of the of the supplement so you you know people with sensitive stomachs may get that s sort of soapy taste or sensation after, after is it like so the fish burps if you take if you take omegas something like that exactly yeah okay gotcha all right so chase it down with like something yummy and delicious to help precisely only. right exactly and i wanted <laughs> to touch on the other thing which is like you know we talked about the the Dwayne reed uh, supplement aisle, right? And how overwhelming that can be for many people. And, uh, you know, I think that there are just a few things that people can do to educate themselves before selecting a supplement. 
um, because honestly, not all supplements are created equal. There are mm-hmm. compliance standards that are put into place by the FDA, but unfortunately, not everyone uh, chooses to follow those. But you know, some easy things that you can identify, like is this supplement made in the USA? Um, is it made using um, GMP manufacturing, like current GMP manufacturing policies? Um, Will it know, say that on the bottle? GMP, or you have to do some research. Sometimes they will. Yeah, ours does. So ours says, uh, you know, GMP uh, manufacturing practice facility. Um, GMP, for those um, unfamiliar, there are a few uh, awarding bodies like UL and um, uh, gosh, I forget the other one. It starts with a G. I'm going to embarrass now. But there are these third party awarding bodies that go and inspect the facilities for, you know, how do they handle their raw ingredients. Do they um, do they have the right laboratory setup? Do they do the right testing protocols? And do they clean their equipment appropriately after every every run? Those are really important things to avoid cross contamination uh, sure. for allergens, uh, for maintaining organic certificates. These are really really important things to look for, and that should be like your baseline where you start. Right, and then there are other things that you know people should be mindful of depending on on diet or or things of that nature, like. Capsules, for example, they can be vegan or they could be animal-based, right? They could right, be animal yeah. gelatin, uh-huh, exactly, or um, a uh, like a vegetable cellulose. So all, all of our products are, are vegan and and GMP manufactured. You know, are you sensitive to gluten? Uh, that's another thing that you might consider. Um, all of our products are gluten-free, and same thing for our GMOs. Like um, we very deliberately look for non-GMO ingredients so we can. Again, instill that sense of trust and, and premiumness with uh, with customers. Now, I wonder too. You know, I think that sometimes people take things, and um, I happen to know this from working with skincare, right? So, skincare. I was a representative for Murad for a while, and one of the things that we would hear is that you know people like these instant results, but yeah. skincare is not unless you're doing. Um, Botox is pretty instant or filler or doing something with a knife, you know, in a bottle, things for the most part, aren't going to be instantly transformative makeup is right. So look at her skin here. That's all red. And now we put on this foundation and it's beautiful, but skincare takes a little bit of time. Same thing. I assume with supplements, right? Like we do need to allow our body to adjust to them. Do you think, or am I I wrong? Again, um, I think you're touching on a really important point here. As I said earlier, everyone's bodies respond differently to supplementation. Some people may be more sensitive, others not. So I don't think anything in life is an instant gratification, um, right. you know, a, a path to it's success. <laughs> right. For anything, you have to give it its its fair time, right? Right. And I don't think supplements are any different than that. And it's, supplements are also not like a miracle in a bottle by any means. It has to be combined with healthy lifestyle choices, right? You know, eating the right things. Exactly. Eating, sleeping, exercise. These are all things that sort of come together to provide a, a better immune response. And supplements can be a component of that. But this is what I love, right? So you're sitting around brunch with your besties. Um what what are you telling them? Like, hey. Cause I know my friends come to me and they're like, what do I do for this? Or what do I do for this? So so when your friends are like, hey, what what do you think I should be taking? Um, you know, especially now given the current climate, again, not making a cause and effect, but what are some good things that I might want to try and, and how long should I give, you know, how long should I give it a shot for before I'm like, this really isn't working for me. That's a tough one, right? 
and I wouldn't want to overstep any, any boundaries from like being prescriptive by any means, but I do feel that, you know, gosh, it's all about taking care of yourself in a holistic way. Right. right. Um, immunity can be supported through so many different ways. Like we said, eating right, sleeping right, getting the appropriate amount of exercise. Um, you know, supplements are one wearing a mask. Absolutely. Said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said it. I said it. <laughs> I'm completely in your corner. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, like I think that I would encourage everyone to, to do the research, right? There are an enormous amount of really incredible supplements out there. Today, we're just touching on one, right? Monolaurin, right. which I am very, very passionate about. And I think has the capability to be really transformative for a lot of people. But So, so okay. I'm going to just stop you there. So how... So if we want to introduce monolaurin, what do you think a fair shot is, right? So are we taking yeah. it for a month? Is it a is it two weeks we might start to and again, there's probably not going to be this aha euphoric moment, but, True. but how, you know, what what I can offer maybe is and I hate to do it, but maybe anecdotes from others, friends, yeah. uh, colleagues, people who have had personal experiences and customers who are are really, really generous with their feedback and, and reach out all the time. And, and I, the best part of, of working in this space is to get those, those emails from customers saying, oh my gosh, I've been struggling with such and such for a really long time. And after, you know, finding your product, I feel like a completely different person. It's really rewarding. But what I can say is um, from a monolaurin perspective, specifically, the general rule of thought is that the slow and slow methodology to introduce monolaurin is how most people approach it, right? Um, there's something called the Herxheimer reaction, which you may or may not have heard of. No. But uh, it's named after a gentleman, Joseph Herxheimer, uh, who's a scientist who tried to explain this really perverse reaction that, that your body may get when it's recovering. Um, what I mean by that is um, if you take a large dose of antibiotics, for example, um, you could have this like die-off reaction where like these endotoxin-like substances are being released into the body from the death of the, the pathogen, right? But your body is like issuing this um, immune res- or a response that's ironically similar to like having a cold or a flu, right? So Inflammation. You can feel I think, worse when even you're though getting you're better. getting better. Yes. Exactly right. Exactly. And That's so what happens lo- with the flu shot, everyone. You're not actually getting the flu. I think your body's getting sensitized to it. I shouldn't make this. I'm really passionate about the flu shot. I think everybody should get it. But um, I got my flu shot the week before Thanksgiving. Ah, yeah. I'm, I'm I got mine in like September. Field. Well, no, actually I had to wait because the flu shot's really only good for six months. So there is that, I think I actually waited till it was like October because I'm very susceptible to the flu. Very. So I get really annoyed when everybody else doesn't get it because I'm like, you're not helping the rest of us. <laughs> you're only helping yourself. <laughs> Completely agreed, but don't worry. I wear my mask and I got my, my flu shot this uh-huh, year, as I do every year. But but yeah, so, but I know that people, you do have like this almost like a, a little bit of a, but it's really, people are saying, you know, it's it's your reaction to that. Right. And so some people have drawn a similar conclusion for the introduction of monolaurin. They Okay say that if you want to avoid a reaction, this die-off reaction called a Herxheimer reaction, then maybe you should start taking a supplement at a very low dose and slowly and gradually building up over time to allow your body to adjust and and acclimate to the uh, the supplement. That's another reason why on the label, it says one capsule between two and six times a day, because we we can't assume where people are in their supplement regimen or their sensitivity. So low and slow, first couple of weeks, you know, 
I'd say a, a, a general window, if if I'd be so brash to give one, is probably, yeah, probably between two and four up to six weeks before, you know, feeling maybe some of that immune support um, uh, benefit, but people, everyone's different, right? Amazing. And okay, so again, um, I know we have to be very careful with this, but people who might be interested in Monolorn, from what I'm reading online, from what I was reading in reviews, um, if you have, um, Teju said for strep throat, it helped her. Um, I know that with, so is it, it's bacteria, because strep throat's bacterial, right? Or is that viral? I believe, no, it's bacterial, I believe. Bacterial. Yes. Um, but, but cold sores are viral, herpes viral. So there That's right, maybe it's HSV, exactly. is some anecdotal support is what we're going to be very careful for things that could be making it an antiviral and an antimicrobial. We cannot say that, um, in like a, but I just said it. <laughs> yeah. I know, no, I, I, I that's love, what people are saying. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I sincerely appreciate the, um, the sort of the dance we're doing here, but what I would do, what I would say is that honestly, gosh, the research is incredible and it's out there. Unfortunately, for a lot of compliance reasons, we're not allowed to be really explicit about it now and right. and today. But you know, gosh, there's a lot of really cool um, opportunities to educate yourself. So we mentioned PubMed, you know, Google Scholar. I think I mentioned it in the top. But there's also really there's amazing people out there that talk about it all the time. So I think Dr. Alex Reinhardt is a big proponent. Alyssa Goodman, if you're familiar with her, she she talks about Montalora. And Dr. Axe has stuff on his page as well. And there are even dedicated pages out there that are dedicated to the research of uh, are summarizing and making it more um, more digestible. Yeah, you know the research behind Montalorn. So a quick Google search, you're going to find some incredible stuff out there. Awesome, Damon. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. This is really exciting. Um, you know, again, I this is why I want to do the podcast is to bring people like yourself on to, to help educate consumers. And I love that you are saying, Hey, don't listen to me. Don't really listen to anybody go out and do this research. Thank you for giving us some real clear um, places that we can go to do that research. And um, you know, for everybody at home, I would love to hear if you've had experiences with monolore, and I feel like this is, uh, you know, this is something that I, I, I'm more strongly considering now adding into my regimen, especially now that, um, you know, we're going into like winter and it's cold and flu season and, and who couldn't use a little bit more immune support. Um, again, if people want to look into your products, which you said are organic, mostly organic. We use organic ingredients where we can, but we don't explicitly say that, but they're, okay. They're all vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, manufactured in USA, certified minority-owned, um, third-party lab-tested. It's all all there, oh. all the good stuff. Bravo to you. Thank you for that. Thank you for like pushing ahead so that we can be better and we can find your products on Amazon. Where else can we get them? Uh, most online marketplaces. Amazon is the, the largest uh, from our own website, naturalcarelabs.com, Walmart, right. eBay, anywhere you feel comfortable purchasing online. Awesome. Thank you so much. And again, everybody, you know, I want to encourage listeners out there, if there's stories you want to hear about, I want to encourage brands. Like I said, you know, I told Damon, I don't want to do something sponsored, but once we started talking and he sent me a lot of the research prior to this, um, 
I was like, you know what? I, I want people to hear about this. I want to give you the chance to come on and help educate people about this um, because I think it's something that consumers want to know. So thank you for your time, sir. It's my pleasure. Thanks for and having me. You're very welcome. And of course, if you guys have questions you want us to pass along, I'm always happy to do that. You can email me at hello at RPD Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at RPD Podcast. And as always, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.